0: Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co host Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Hey Corey, how are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. How about you? Doing pretty good. I guess I picked a good week to go on vacation because, like, really everything it's... hit the fan as soon as I got back. So yeah. I I got nice and rested, and I guess I'm I was prepared somewhat to handle the insanity that we've seen uh, happen this week, uh, which we definitely need to talk about. So I know that you have a few announcements up front that we're going to discuss, Then we'll definitely get into various aspects of the war in Israel. And we definitely have to spend the second half of this conversation today on the southern border, because it's an invasion that's happening on our southern border, and it needs serious focus um, as much, if not more, than what's going on in Israel, and I think we'll close out with this study that you found on contraceptive and harmful antibiotics in fast foods. That's interesting. So,
1: yeah, lot to not cover. Good. Yeah, yeah. What? So, so well, let's. Okay, so I finally got around to updating. <laughs> I feel so bad. I normally update this quarterly and it's the red pill library where I catalog all reports resources, and I keep them organized by category. And it's just like a handy little index where everything's linked um, that people can share with others. And it's one of my most downloaded um, pieces on my site and it's free, but I hadn't updated it since January. (laughs) And I had everyone coming in and doing downloads last week. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to go in and update this because we've done a ton of reports since then. I mean, it's got links to over 195 investigative reports, articles, and resources. And then there's over 100 resources um, and files for diggers. And, And that's, I don't link those in here, but I have a link to the four diggers and the file drawer pages. And then 24 Solution Series episodes that just concluded a couple months ago. And over we've already done over 200 podcasts. Wow. So tons of information and resources.
0: Yeah, fantastic. uh,
1: And then, oh, here come the weed whackers again. Shit. I hate having to close my windows. It's so nice out.
0: I can't hear them. You're good.
1: Okay, good. All right. So something I'm going to start doing, I'm going to do one little test pilot here and see how it goes. I want people to submit in writing to me what I want to do. I don't even, it's not a contest. I don't want to call it a contest, but what I'm looking for is this time around, I would love to hear short stories, 550 words or less on if you've ever encountered an angel, I want to hear, um, about people's experiences with angels and miracles, something that's so powerful. It changed your perspective on life.
0: Ooh, I've got one. I've got one. I have to tell you. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, cool. So, so it can be a profound, um, near death experience, you know, an angel speaking through you at a critical time. If you were in a bad situation and suddenly you had assistance, um, the angel could come through a stranger on the street or something, but I'm looking more um I'm looking more for like little miracle stories right now. And what I want to do is I'm gonna select a few and I'm gonna publish them. So if when you submit it, 550 words max, uh email them to me at info at com and then either include your real name or your anonymous name in case i publish it and i'm going to select a few and then i'm also going to mail a copy of my book to the ones that i publish. so include your mailing address it can be a p.o box so that i have that information too or if you want to wait and i select you and then i can email you to get that so, yeah, I just, you know, I want to hear some other people's voices. I want to hear some positive stories. And I think that would be kind of cool to to publish that.
0: Yeah, that'll be a really cool. I think that people um, would be inspired right now to hear some of that,
1: some of those stories. Yeah, definitely. So, right. and then we'll see how it goes. And I might start doing this as, as kind of a monthly thing. Cool. All right. With different topics each time
0: all right interesting all right so moving on to the um the what we have up front which is obviously the biggest story in the world right now um on israel so no doubt everyone's listening here has witnessed and the atrocities that took place this week we've seen horrific videos of innocent israeli citizens including the most innocent you know elderly women children uh, being killed kidnapped tortured it's shocking it's shocking to see such brutality and it's evoked a very emotional response from the public and i just personally want to say my heart and prayers go out to the victims of this brutal attack um we know as of right now time of recording that 22 americans have died um 17 others are still missing as far as i'm aware but with all of that said I think it's really important that we all keep a very level head right now and look at this situation that's unfolding in the Middle East with very clear eyes, because as we've seen and we've learned over the past three years, nothing is exactly as it seems, and I believe the public is being manipulated. What are your thoughts?
1: A thousand percent. Yeah, and I could talk for two hours on that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But in order to like stay on task here, I'll keep it zipped for a minute while you keep going. <laughs> yeah, I-, I think that the sheer brut-
0: brutality of what we've seen happen in Israel has been exploited or manipulated um, to gain uh, consent from the public for another war. Um, but this time around there's a serious potential of this expanding into World War three and that concerns me also, I think that the public has been been manipulated um to you know, factions of the public have been manipulated to take to the streets in their respective countries and this could lead to potential riots uh and I think there's a very serious concern for that to sow chaos, division unrest at a time. When the public here in America and in other Western countries were really turning against their own governments over corruption, wasteful spending, open borders, inflation, you name it. And instead of focusing on the corrupt, incompetent governments that have you know, destabilized America and other Western countries, we're being manipulated to have these factions of the population fighting against each other again. So we're distracted again. Yep. And um, I, I want to go back and kind of um, p- punch some holes in the narrative, so to speak, so that you could see how we're being manipulated, uh, going back to the initial attack by Hamas, because it's crucial that we talk about how this could you know, possibly have happened in the first place. So we know that about 15 areas of the border were breached that day allowing hundreds of terrorists to enter Israeli territory. So the scope of this breach seems really unfathomable to me. When you hear from people who worked in the IDF, intelligence members um, who worked on the border, such as Efret Fenigsen, who I've found on social media talking about this and saying things like, you know, there are multiple layers of security at that border and it's manned and heavily surveilled 24 seven. Mm-hmm. There has not been a satisfactory explanation as to how they were able to take that down. Um, you know, take down such a sophisticated multi-layered security system as well as the guards, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've heard also stories of people on the ground in these villages that were attacked and how they were calling for help, but that there was no Israeli response for several hours. And this too is seems incredibly strange to me. Uh, a breach of the border and calls from villages who were under attack would have normally triggered an immediate response from Israeli forces, but that didn't happen. And so it obviously raises questions, but the final point I want to make is um, that raises suspicion about how such an attack was permitted to happen um, is this so-called intelligence failure. I mean, we're talking about the most sophisticated intelligence agency in the world. And Corey, I know that you've been doing a lot of research on satellites and, you know, these intelligence agencies and the kind of data they collect and so forth. But we're talking about Mossad, not to mention the CIA, the NSA, the IDF. And we're expected to believe they had no intelligence in the year leading up to this attack, and it just came to them as a surprise.
1: Yeah, and how about the three point six plus billion that we fund Israel every year? And that was just in a quick glance I did when I was looking through the um, the foreign aid. I'm sure a lot more goes out, but and, and that's been happening for a long time. So, yeah, it, all there's, all, there's, all and, the-, and for the people that say, "Well, you know," and I know, I know our listeners are on board with us, but there are those that will say well there's no way they're just going to throw their own people under the bus what the hell's been happening for the last 4 years i mean what's been happening for decades multiple countries throwing their people under the bus how look at 911 for god's sakes exactly so- Mhm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, with all of the funding, the recruiting, training, planning, arming of these terrorists, none of that was detected from any of these powerful agencies for a year. And what about the warning that Egypt gave Israel that something big was coming? Still nothing? None yeah. of this adds up. And the unfortunate alternative to this narrative is that this was a um, this was not a surprise. This was um, planned. P- planned or allowed to happen from all sides. They, all sides, uh, I believe, knew this attack was coming and it was allowed to happen. So why would they allow something like this to hap- happen? My assumption is that the, the graphic horrific scenes that the public has watched play out have been designed to garner consent for a war that we're now watching unfold
1: Hmm. yeah it's the same same playbook same playbook <laughs> and then they you know we we can go back and forth on the whole six billion being funded to iran coincidentally on 9 11 as a smack to everyone's face um but you know i want to i want to just point out a couple other dates because this is something that's not talked about anywhere and something i had just included in my report in fact there's two points i want to make on this um on the space force and the new control grid and the financial infrastructure that's all being built and is the financial end of it it's it's already there the infrastructure is done so Last year, they moved, um, in August last year, they moved all of the uh, military SATCOM capabilities under Space Force, which is the first time that's ever been done, where they moved it all under one service. Then on October 1st, six days before this war broke out, the Space Force also took over the U.S. Army's Joint Tactical Ground Station missile warning system, which um, it processes the satellite data and disseminates ballistic missile warnings. And so there's a lot of responsibility all being put under Space Force, which I just find the timing of that very coincidental. And um, some, some I know will say, oh, that's for the good because that's the White Hats moving in. And um, I just I'm not quite seeing that not yet not not, certainly not with what's been strategically rolling out and what we're seeing right now and then you know you think of the satellite alone um what they couldn't come on they couldn't see them coming come on so so yeah it's it's all very very disturbing and um and and we look at the years the of strategy they've rolled out with let's empty the jails let's not um hold people let's let's make everything lawless while we're opening the borders and we're doing this in multiple countries simultaneously and we can get into the borders later but you start looking at what's been rolled out and um and it's just, you know, I don't, it's like I told Edge before we started, I said, this is really hard for me. It's a balancing act because I don't like to feed energy to fuel their agendas. I don't like to stoke fear. And it's, it's a balancing act in trying mm-hmm. to convey the information to give people a heads up. While also trying to ensure like people maintain their cool and stay balanced and not, you know, they see what's going on, but they don't lead into the fear. Because I got to tell you, Ed, this past week watching this utter shit show on social media, I have never seen so much bloodthirsty rage and chaos and fighting and arguing and people showing their true colors and so much energy poured into that, the the I stand with bullshit and, well, we need to attack and they're monsters and this and that. So let's just both attack and kill them all. And nobody, not nobody, but very few are focused on the bigger plan, the bigger strategy, what's really going on and the border situation of right. um, young age army men coming through.
0: Yeah, I I think that that you you hit it right there, Corey, because, like, who stands to gain and who stands to lose from a broad, ongoing war that could expand into World War III? I'm going to tell you the casualties are going to be very high, and it's going to be our sons and daughters. It's going to be the, the people. Right. While meanwhile, the war profiteers, they're going to be fine. The people in the government who have investments in military contractors are going to be fine. They're going to be profiting.
1: Oh, oh, I'm- show. The, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I forgot. Show that one tweet. Um, because you were just talking about who's going to be profiting. And as fast as this, yeah, you were just on it. No, you were, if you go back, oh, okay. You were just on it with Lockheed. There you go. So, so. Shares of Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, RTX, and General Dynamics rose as investors speculate how the U.S. may aid its ally, which could include ordering more weapons. Well, all these cats are in my report. They're building the control grid in space right now. So so because of this, we now see the you know funding going into that and and it just this just all connects it all plays together you know oh yeah yeah i
0: mean uh, the way that I think that you and I are on the same page, seeing the bigger picture of where this is all heading. Um, you know, the money pr- printing machines getting turned back on, the money laundering operation yeah. under the guise of the of war continues, even after funding in Ukraine is drying up and the military military industrial complex grows ever bigger and stronger. I think that that is what I see playing out as people cheer on you know, one side or the other. um, And all the while, we're being manipulated to consent to all of this. More war uh, with a very real potential of becoming World War III. More inflation with a threat of collapse of the dollar. More corruption with billions more being laundered through foreign wars. And more instability with wide open borders and the threat of terrorism and riots in the American streets. I mean, is that really what we want. And I think that, um, people like your, your voices like us and some others are just saying, we need to have cool, calm, collected heads and not be driven by our emotions. Because I think that those are being played upon.
1: Oh, big time, big time. And, and, and that's going to amplify because of, um, what we're seeing with BLM and whatnot, but we can get into that later.
0: Yeah. Um, And I think that um, we we both came across this thread and (laughs) you you were like, this is what I'm feeling right now. And I was like, that's crazy because I read that, too, and I thought it was great. So maybe we should just read it from another perspective um, of what of what this um, guy, Sovereign Bra um, is thinking. He says, I've kept an eye on this Israel situation for the past few days. Here's what I've learned. And here are my blunt and honest thoughts. Number one. Israel chose to ignore intelligence from Egyptian officials about a major attack coming from Hamas. Number two, multiple former IDF soldiers and Israeli intelligence personnel have come forward online and said that there's a 0% chance... Israel was unaware of this attack beforehand and couldn't have prevented it. Number three, we just watched unsophisticated terrorists on hang gliders soar into one of the most heavily defended and surveilled countries on the planet. Number four, within 48 hours of the attack, we're now suddenly seeing enormous support for an American war with Iran and the genocide of the Palestinian people. I'm witnessing American pastors and formerly level-headed influencers in our uh, in our world completely lose their mind and call for genocide. Yep. It's unsurprising but insane to watch. If the events of the past three years have taught me anything, it's what when it's that when people get whipped into an emotional frenzy, critical thinking completely goes out the window. People become highly suggestible and wish. And will rush to extremely dangerous conclusions without thinking about the consequences. I think this is what we're all witnessing with this situation in Israel. I'm reminded of Pearl Harbor and 9 11. In both scenarios, the American government received intelligence in advance of the attacks but chose not to prevent the attacks. Why? The American government was willing to sacrifice the lives of American citizens in order to advance its geopolitical goals. Pearl Harbor gave the justification to enter into World War II. 9-11 gave the justification to invade the Middle East and drastically expand the American military industrial complex and our surveillance apparatus. They were brutal and extremely traumatic events for the American public to witness, the emotional trauma caused people to get whipped into an emotional frenzy. America wanted one thing in response to these attacks, the blood of our enemies. I see the same PSYOP playing out now. People are whipped into a frenzied bloodlust. And their frenzied bloodlust people who are overlooking some seriously important facts here, notably. Number one, the fact that none of this adds up. Number two, innocent civilians are being threatened with genocide. And number three, escalated violence in the Middle East and a war with Iran both risk the rest of the planet getting dragged into World War III. What happened in Israel this weekend was obviously gut-wrenching and awful to witness, but I do not trust Israel's so-called intelligence failure. Nor do I trust the snakes in Washington calling for war with Iran. And sure as hell, no longer trust any of the emotional, emotionally frenzied influencers calling for explicit genocide of innocent civilians. This was a defining moment in history, similar to Pearl Harbor, 9-11, COVID, the beginning of the Ukraine war, etc. And a lot of people just got played hard. People responded by going full mask off, exposing themselves as reckless and incapable of exercising sound judgment in moments of chaos and heightened emotion. And we're now at the brink of World War III because of it. This is all worth noting. There's a high likelihood there will be more chaos throughout the rest of this decade. There will be more psychological operations. There will be more moments in time which cooler heads ought to prevail, but people will get whipped into an emotional frenzy instead. Keep your wits about you and be cautious in whom you allow yourself to be influenced by. Recognize that governments and intelligence agencies spend enormous resources waging psychological operations on social media nonstop when stuff like this goes down. Remember that when chaos is at its peak, history shows there is almost always a hidden agenda behind it playing out. And, and that hidden agenda is always designed to prey on our base emotions to facilitate a desired end result pray for world peace tonight thanks
1: well said that was yeah it was so well so well laid out i certainly couldn't have said it better myself
0: Yeah, I think that that's really what you and I, you know, if we were to write something, you know, I don't think I could have said it any better, you know, of what we're feeling right now is like a a tremendous amount of emotion over everything that's happened. But we want to restrain that and be calm and cool and collected and have some critical thinking here about where this leads to. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's
1: absolutely absolutely horrific what's been done on both sides um there's you know a lot of real footage out there and there's fake footage out there and they're going to take the most devastating aspects and try to amplify them or manufacture them uh just like he was saying you know to to stoke fear and get emotions raised and and, and what pisses me off is what they've done to our younger generation and college students uh, with, it's like activating them all, you know, uh-huh. trying to turn them into to activists and tell them who they should be fighting for and who they should be fighting against. And, yeah. and, um, it's like the, the George, I mean, it's not like, I'm not trying to compare this, I'm just saying, if we look at the kickoff of George Floyd and then we go into immediate protests and riots, that was very well orchestrated and coordinated. And then from there, it was able to, you know, they always like to say some grassroots movement. No, very well orchestrated. astroturf, and all, Right. But then you get all the the younger generation that they've managed to brainwash to jump on board with it and so now my concern is especially with the the hamas leader on on his which we can cover that you have that there somewhere um Mm -hmm. is that they're going to try and and basically activate okay blm um probably antifa like every group you can imagine get everyone enraged everyone in panic everyone in fear stoke every hit on every emotion and every trigger you can so that they can get everyone out in the streets including the uh immigrants that have come through the border which we know there's look i was i i spent an hour the other night just scrolling through funding and I can tell you, it's it's unfreaking believable. Uh, we are funding all of this. Make no right. mistake about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UNHCR, the, uh, the there's so many arms <clears throat> that we are funding right now in multiple countries uh, to help them move through, across, and and up through Mexico through our border and um from from busing them over to getting them food to having these um transit centers and I can tell you a ton of the funding is going to northern Africa areas and the middle east and but then in addition to that, you also have the hundreds of thousands um coming in from that have come in from Venezuela mm-hmm. and so that's all very concerning to me yeah i'm talking i'm talking millions upon millions probably billions year mm-hmm. after year after year i went back to 2002 and um it started it started really ticking up um gosh i can't even remember the year it started really ticking up but all the way up through 2022 cuz you know of course they don't show the full breakdown of 2023 Yet, but it's an astronomical amount. So, so for perspective, we are funding this. We, the people, mm-hmm. us yep. taxpayers, we, we are. are funding this shit show. We're funding we, all of this. We absolutely and, are. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the government takes and they siphon it out to the UN and all their cronies to, uh, and, and OAS. Make no mistake about that and then and for war, you know they they fund that too, obviously, so, and all of it is to you know garner more money, so again, I ask, why is everyone you know it's no different, It's like a large scale global mafia. that's why I keep referring to it as the mafia, because it's no different than back in the day when they would shake down some dude at a store on the street and say, hey, you got to give us a 10% cut, but we're going to offer you protections. Yeah. So our government's offering us protections to take care of us, and we're just giving them a cut. They'll handle our streets, and they'll handle this and that, and we're we're giving them a cut. But all of it is going towards our enslavement system.
0: Absolutely. And I think that this war which has the potential to expand into something much more than just a regional conflict um is part of that part of their plan um and so i want to talk about so so that people can really grasp um you know when you're rooting for more of this then um what where does it all lead to um Mm -hmm. because uh we know now that you know iran who's the biggest state sponsor of terrorism that they've been involved in funding supporting and planning this attack and the sickening part as you've mentioned is that america helped to fund this attack with billions of dollars to iran plus Mm -hmm. the weapons that we left behind in afghanistan so essentially the biden regime is responsible for funding and supporting both sides of this war let that that sink in for a second um meanwhile the u.s is you know Moving aircraft carriers, warships, jets, special forces into that area, Western countries like France, Germany, the UK, of course, the US have all expressed support for Israel, while Middle East countries like Afghanistan, Iraq, Yemen, Qatar, Lebanon, they've all pledged support for Palestine and Hamas. And in fact, uh, the Iran backed Lebanese group, Hezbollah, Hezbollah, um, started to attack Israel from the northern border um this week as well and then as you've mentioned meanwhile we have the Hamas leader coming out and calling for a global jihad uh beginning this Friday the 13th so so there's a serious potential there for more terrorist attacks in say western countries especially or as well as riots And since the attack by Hamas, we have seen, you know, a lot of protests. We were talking about how um, our youth have been really brainwashed um, for decades. um, And we're so we're kind of seeing plus, you know, the the invasion of the southern border, the demographics are just really changing. And the mindset of the populace is changing so since the attacks by Hamas, we've watched you know pro Palestinian, pro Hamas protests unfold in Western countries: Sydney, London, New York, Toronto, and many other places. It's everywhere, and uh, we've also been seeing this alignment um, with BLM and Hamas, uh-huh. and it's disgusting. Um, BLM Chicago tweeted out a meme. Uh, on October 10th, of the of the Palestinian paragliders. These are paragliders that, you know, mowed down a peaceful festival in Israel. I think over 250 people died. And this meme here is of those par- Palestinian paragliders and saying, I stand with Palestine, so that they are completely on board with the killing of innocent people. And um, not only that, but I think that BLM also put out uh, a statement calling for um, a, ha- a Hamas-style decolonization of America is what they're calling it. So right. justifying what Hamas has done and saying that they simple, simplith- sympathize with uh, Hamas because they, do dream of a world uh, where their people may live freely on decolonized land. And what they're referring to there is just, you know, they they want to repeat the same tactics tactics of Hamas, mm-hmm. and uh, so this is very concerning. Meanwhile, you know we're seeing American colleges um, come out in support of Palestine and harbor organizations aligned with Hamas. Thirty one Harvard organizations, including college the college's Amnesty International affiliate, blame Israel for Hamas. Uh, for Hamas's attack. Um, Same thing happening in Yale. Yale professors defending Hamas terrorism. And apparently um, radicalized hate groups aligned with Hamas have spread in college campuses throughout the country. This report here lists off about a dozen or so um, top um, organizations supporting or aligned with Um, terrorist organizations that are you know operating in college institutions
1: i have a question so are they aligned with hamas are they aligned with the citizens of palestine both both and so
0: you're you'll have to read to get more specifics but if you were to probe further you would see that it doesn't it doesn't go just to the citizens of palestine right it's more of a radicalized ideology
1: yeah
0: it's a radicalized ideology um, against israel and um so we're creating this sort of powder keg uh Mm -hmm. in america and in other countries western countries and the indoctrination of our youth is one major aspect of the problem but the most critical element is this flood of illegal immigrants pouring through the border which Mm -hmm. segues into our you know second half of the podcast topic on the border invasion but before we get to that real quickly there's one other thing that we need to talk about one other aspect of this and that is um, that this war creates a new emergency for the globalists to use um, and exploit. Um, and part of that will definitely come in the form of censorship. We're already seeing that the EU's new draconian censorship laws are cracking down on free speech on Twitter in the name of disinformation about the war. So, you know, th- this is people need to look at this what's happening now in context over the past three or so years we've already been at war right it was with psychological warfare bioweapons now we're seeing kinetic warfare in ukraine and and is israel but i see i see it all interconnected don't you oh of course Mm-hmm. and it's just perpetual emergencies that keep driving us towards their agenda and i see this no this latest emergency the the war in israel as no different it's just another excuse for them to impose draconian
1: totalitarian measures is it not right absolutely yeah i'm i'm <clears throat> I'm concerned about all the factions they're getting out there and the, the colleges that have been know, doing this conditioning here. And um, quite honestly, for the past year or two, everyone's screaming across social media, building this up by saying it's the Jews, it's the Jews, it's the Jews like stoking this instead of just saying, Hey, we know a lot of these top dogs that are corrupt are Jewish. And yes, there's a whole history with this. I get it. But the way that it's been shouted out without being defined has, has put it into one lump category of like all Jews. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like people saying, well, that are all uh, for Israel saying, well, let's, let's bomb, uh, bomb everyone in Palestine. Don't worry about the children and the innocent people that, that's the sick part to this, is is everyone gets lumped together in mm-hmm. these wars, in this destruction. And so I think there uh, definitely
0: needs to be a separation between the populace and their government, because I, I like it's for example, like, let's say, you know, South American countries don't like America because the CIA has imposed coups in their countries for decades. Right. Mm-hmm. And saying that all Americans are bad, what you have to do is you have to separate the population from their corrupt government and the corrupt people in power, because I will definitely admit that, you know, definitely here in America as well as in Israel and in all of these countries globally, we have a major problem with deep state, um, you know, globalist evil Banker. people Banker. Yeah, running, running things. Yeah. 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 Um, and so you have to definitely make that, that distinction between the populations themselves versus the evil governments that
1: represent them well
0: because Um,
1: once again they're turning they're turning all of us against each other and that's the name of the game yeah Mm -hmm. that's what they want in order to escalate this and um you know they have a meeting coming up here let's see go to the one um article the abc news one that that just published recently that i'm sure nobody saw because of everything going on so Mex, i'm just going to read the first part of this um so mexico's president said tuesday that he rejects a u.s request to set up migrant transit centers in mexico neighboring guatemala has set up one such center where migrants can apply for u.s work and refugee visas but president uh goodness andre uh, manuel <laughs> obradore uh, how do you say it over uh, Oberdor mm-hmm. has so far rejected a u.s request to set up sites in mexico noting he would prefer to have such centers in countries that are the sources of migration despite the fact that a considerable number of migrants enter the united states from mexico he said that he would raise the subject in a meeting of Latin American leaders he will host later this month, suggesting that the countries might agree to a common plan on such sites. We have been looking at setting up sites in Mexico because they, the United States, have asked for it. We have not accepted it. First, we want to talk to the president, referring to the October 22nd meeting with the leaders of 11 countries that are on migration routes. This meeting will be held in southern Mexico, city of pa- Palen- I have no idea. Among those expected to attend are Ecuador, Colombia, Venezuela, El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, Haiti, Cuba, Costa Rica, Panama, and Belize. So these migrant transit centers, they're they're out there. They're building them. We fund those, too. And we would like more in Mexico. So if anyone thinks that a wall is being built or they're going to crack down on this, they're kidding themselves,
0: no, no, I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from because, yeah, I was w- listening to Michael Yawn and he was saying that centers like this or camps like this are being built in the Darien Gap region with that mm-hmm. capacity for thousands and thousands. And a lot of these people that are coming up through the Darien Gap are from the Middle East, are from Africa, Chinese people. It's it's a, a lot of people from all over the world. Yeah, and, um Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it, I was looking at the numbers um, before podcast here, and it's it, it's it's staggering. There are nearly 17 million illegal immigrants in America today. Since Biden took office, we're talking about uh, eight million illegals have flooded the border. I mean, the scale of this invasion has increased dramatically since 2020, 2020. Uh, when you look at it, um, so six hundred and. 46,000 came through in 2020, that jumped up to 1.95 million in 2021, Biden's first year in office, then jumped another staggering amount to 2.766 million in 22, And then in just this year alone, 2.86 million have come through and the year's not even over yet. So it's astonishing how much this has dramatically increased under Biden.
1: Yeah. And if people um, over on Twitter, Michael Yon does some great work. And um, I know he's working with Ann Vandersteel and, and others. And Anthony Aguero and Ben Burkwam. Burkwam. Yeah. Totally butchering people's names. I can never pronounce I'm great with grammar, but I cannot pronunciate things. <laughs> <laughs> also, Doc uh, Pete Chambers. So they actually go down there. They're along the border and they video what's going on. And they have, um, you know, these guys will all be sitting in a long row and they'll follow along and they'll say, hey, where are you from? Where are you headed? Where are you from? Where are you headed? And you can clearly see there, which coincides with the funding I've looked up, that there's a lot coming in from Africa, um, India, Middle East, and they're saying that they're going to, the majority say they're going to New York, which quite honestly, I think a lot of them aren't even going to tell them where they're going. So they're just saying, oh yeah, New York, that's where I'm going. Uh, so I don't know how much I believe in where they're actually going, but that said, they've also said, you know, California, Ohio, Chicago. So, um, they're getting some really great footage down there. And of course, when you look at that, the first thing you see is my God, these are all like army age men, young men. Mm -hmm. Um, Occasionally you'll see a few women that are also of that age. And occasionally you'll see a few families that actually have kids but it is it is staggering amounts of young men and yet we'll sit and watch our you know politicians cry and argue the women and children and the families and we need to help them it you know it's 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 just unbelievable
0: yeah it's what is unbelievable. that
1: what is that that we're looking at
0: trains trains Good. God. Immigrants being being shipped here, um, shipped up up through, uh, you I know, up... seen this
1: video. Mhm.
0: It, it's it's insane the numbers, and as you've said, yes, a lot of them being, um, military-aged men, which is the concern there. Um, and yeah, I saw this this one. Yeah, this is the one. Um, where. Yeah, you can see that it's definitely not just uh people from Mexico or South America. Right. I mean, they're they're from all parts of the world. And um these numbers that you um pulled up here um on this um screenshot this is um so these are encounters by Border Patrol of what they call special interest aliens and special interest aliens are illegals from foreign countries of concern so these are just the ones that border patrol um has you know apprehended so over 6000 from afghanistan since 2021 through 2023 um th- over 3000 from egypt s- over 600 from iran iraq jordan lebanon um turkey 30000 over 30000 from turkey um so Thousands that the Border Patrol has reported as far as special interest aliens, but you have to understand that these numbers may seem small to you, but they represent only a tiny fraction of the much bigger number of illegal aliens that are coming across without being vetted. So there are several problems that are preventing Border Patrol from identifying potential threats. Number one, the sheer volume of the border invasion is forcing Border Patrol to direct their resources just to processing migrants like those family units and just rubber stamping them through. And um, the number two, the real bad guys like cartel or potential terror threats, they use these large waves of migrants that are getting processed by Border Patrol as a diversion so they can slip through elsewhere in the border as oh, yeah. Border Patrol is overwhelmed with the processing. And the third issue is that the databases Border Patrol uses to check if someone is a potential threat, um, they're practically useless. There's no background information on these people coming through. They have no way of determining if they're a threat using databases. What they actually have to do is they have to conduct in-depth interviews with these migrants with translators and they simply do not have the resources to do this so millions are entering the country with no follow-up we don't even know where they
1: are or why they're here it's insane thousands of missing kids still yeah it's terrible i mean we we really really need people to be hammering all the representatives around the clock to uh get something done with this. And I, I know we've been doing this for a long time, but right now we really need to kick that up and stay on it constantly. Um, because this is, that's where this is heading. Ultimately, I, I personally, if I was to speculate on the, uh, goal without trying to stoke fear and I'm not saying they're going to achieve this, I'm saying, I think this is potentially their goal is to uh create kind of like what we saw happen with um all the riots and vandalism and insanity where they had to call in the national guard to many cities um with the blm protests and whatnot except for now we've got them grouping with these people and um and college students and trying to really increase their numbers to create as much chaos and destruction as they can uh, as far as, you know, violence or going into suburbs or, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that they we are very well armed over here. That is definitely a deterrent. Um, but I think they want to create as much chaos and destruction as possible to say, hey, we need some help over here. We need to call in martial law. We need to get the UN here to help us and uh by the way we may not end up having an election because we're going to try and topple the white house in some way and potentially other governments and other countries at the same time they want to they want to bring in i believe they want to prevent the election Mm -hmm. um yeah as far as bringing in a level of global governance and the one health and the one world and the one everything um if this this is the timing of of their attempt to do that i don't know but god look at those numbers in these videos it's insane so again i'm not trying to scare people i'm just trying to point out what's going on so people can stay very vigilant and observant and um i don't think we've even yet did did, did you even read any part of the the Hamas leader what he was calling for did we already cover yeah. that that was um, about and i wasn't clear if it was this friday or next friday actually um,
0: what he said is before this friday on this friday and after this friday so he he oh. did point out specifically this friday the 13th um he did um but he but he emphasized also that it would this would be an ongoing thing
1: and, and he wants did funding once w- yeah funding
0: he did call out uh, america um as a you know an ally of israel um so really painting a target on america um and potential threats you know within our own borders Um, he, um, did call this, you know, a, a time of jihad. It's basically what he said was something to the effect of, you guys have studied jihad and, and have read about it, but now it's really time to act it out, you know, um, is really the essence of his, of his speech. And then he also called for money, for more money and funding for their terrorist organization. Hmm yeah
1: yeah well so so, yeah
0: i mean this is serious this is this is a serious threat that we're facing um with the migrant problem i'm just
1: thinking some people will argue we'll take him out take out hamas take out all of them and then that'll like put a put a halt uh to anything going on in other countries and i don't know i'm you know (laughs) I don't know. What do you think about that? Because I think a lot of people are going to try and s- suggest that. And that's why they're saying we need to uh, go to war over there and put an end to it over there.
0: I'm not a military strategist. I don't know the best way out of this uh, conundrum that's that has been created. I do know mm-hmm. that this is a holy war that this is not going to be oh, yeah. solved uh, today tomorrow or anytime in the near future because I think this is this is an ongoing war um that
1: is been going
0: on for, going on for hundreds and hundred thousands of years and yeah. um it's not going to end um and so I don't see, you know, clear winners and losers here. I just see a lot of casualties um, and continued ongoing war. Yeah. Um, and so um, I, I don't know how to de-escalate. I do want our American um, civilians back. Um, rescue missions, uh, you know, I'm okay with. I'm okay with us performing Obviously, rescue yeah. missions. Um, uh, personally, I feel like um, any more U.S. involvement. Um, really creates an atmosphere for this expanding into a much larger war. I do not want to see us going into a World War III scenario. And I think that that should be at top of the mind um, with anything. So I think that we need to be very clear and level-headed about how we move forward. And I am frustrated with people who speak so quickly and so angrily on mainstream media um, calling for um, you know all out full-on war with Iran and and just just saying things um, that are very incendiary that are driving us more in that direction it it's concerning to me um, without thinking about the broader implications of all of it
1: 100 percent
0: All right. So, um, I, there was one other thing we wanted to discuss before we wrap up and it's this, um, study that (laughs) you found about fast food. It's kind of alarming. Very,
1: Very disturbing. So yeah, they just released this and I wanted to cover it because I'm, I'm, you know, with everything going on, I don't think many people will see this. Um, it's on the, you know, contraceptive and harmful antibiotics found in top 10 fast food samples. So, Moms Across America and its supporters commissioned with support from Children's Health Defense and the Center Academy extensive testing on 21 of the country's most popular fast food brands. It was tested by the Health Research Institute, and the brands were tested for veterinary drugs and hormones, glyphosate and pesticides, heavy metals, um, phthalates, PFAS, uh, minerals, vitamins, and calories. So this report is a portion of testing of the testing program showing the veterinary drugs and hormones results. And they broke it down to the top 10, which was McDonald's, Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, Wendy's, Dunkin' Donuts, Burger King, Subway, Domino's, and Chipotle. And they took um, like one item, like for example, at Taco Bell, they took the beef taco Supreme. And so Let me just tell you some of these summary points real quick because this is really concerning i mean who would good good on them for even thinking about like testing these specific types of things so i assume we're going to get probably some more reports on um other aspects they've tested on but for this one what they've found is three veterinary drugs and hormones were found in 10 fast food samples One sample from Chick-fil-A contained a contraceptive and antiparasitic called nicarbazine, nicarbazine, which has been uh, prohibited. Six out of 10 of the fast food samples contained antibiotic uh, monessin, which is not approved by the FDA for human use and has been shown to cause severe harm when consumed by humans. Four out of 10 contained um, Neris, an antibiotic called Nericin, uh which has been shown in animal studies to cause anorexia, diarrhea, uh, dyspnea, depression, ataxia, recumbency, and death on pathologically by degeneration, necrosis, and repair of the heart and skeletal muscles. So Monosin and Narosin are antibiotic ionospheres. They're toxic to horses and dogs at extremely low levels leaving their hind legs dysfunctional ionospores cause weight gain in beef and dairy cattle and are therefore widely used but also cause acute cardiac oh god how do i pronounce that Rab- rhabdomocyte down under summary <laughs> <laughs> uh- edges like my-
0: i gotta decode for
1: you Uh, i don't even i know i need it in red they cause acute cardiac see where it says cardiac rab
0: acute cardiac rhabdomysocyte. degeneration and necrosis
1: (laughs) yes um so so basically and on and on it goes uh only chipotle and subway had no detectable levels of veterinary drugs and hormones. Um, but they, they, they did with, uh, let's see with antibiotics, I believe. Oh no, they didn't, they didn't have them in there. Okay. So, I mean, this is concerning, you know, your Big Mac at McDonald's, your chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A, uh, double smoked bacon, cheddar and egg sandwich at Starbucks, quarter pounder with, um whatever a quarter pounder at burger king uh pepperoni cheese pizza at domino's cheeseburger at wendy's breakfast sandwich at duncan uh beef taco at taco bell have these things in them it's crazy so i just wanted people to be aware of that uh not that you know we shouldn't really be eating fast food anymore anyways but hey i actually i like chipotle i mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I like Chick Fil A. I, I yeah. like a lot of those things. So,
1: yeah, yeah, Chick Fil A. They have good chicken fingers, but yeah, it's 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 a little concerning.
0: Yeah, a little concerning. Um, I, I just rule of thumb: eat eat at home, at home cook your meals as much as possible. Eat organic right? as much as possible. Uh, it's hard to do that in an inflation, you know, economy well um, but here's the thing. These uncooked are the- food is always the best way to go
1: right but also where are you getting that food from to cook it because yeah. i mean these are fast food joints they're buying in mass bulk so if you're going to the store and you know and that chicken breast sandwich at some place had issues uh who's to say you're not getting the same chicken at the grocery store so uh, people need to be aware yeah and yeah. again we will stress find your local farmers
0: I mean I think that right now um and this has kind of reinvigorated my personal plans to uh to prep. You know, um you know, I've been on that that sort of journey for uh years now, um but uh with in light of everything that's going on right now in the world, um I think that it is smart, it would be wise to Uh, To garden, to know a farmer, to um, have, you know, become as self-sustaining as possible in the event of certain supply chain disruptions, uh, raising prices, more rising prices, especially I think with gas. Of course, I've heard gas is kind of starting to trickle down a little bit. But I don't think that's going to be the case long term.
1: Or even Um, at some point, you know, not going out, not being able to get access at stores. Like, so I get all my main necessities and my beef through Shopping Club Freedom. And right now I'm looking for, I have like um, a farm a couple hours from here that does drops, but it's like, mm, I want to find something a little closer as far as when it comes to like chicken and eggs and that kind of thing, you know? mm Mm-hmm. So I got
0: eggs right here. I got four chickens I popping. Know, them out. I'm
1: so envious. <laughs> how many are they how many are they cranking out a day?
0: Three to four. It's not, you know, the exact it, it like varies a little bit, yeah. but three to four a day. Yeah.
1: That's good. Hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't really think your family would go through much more than that so that's, no that's i'm like having perfect. to
0: find new recipes to cook them all up <laughs> you know it's
1: uh hey I'm you may up. start bartering with them
0: yeah i'm giving them away and stuff so yeah but um it, just anything that you can do personally to become more self-sustaining will help you through whatever kind of chaos is to come around the corner and um yep. that's what i'm working on too so All right, guys, uh, crazy week. Um, Yeah, stay strong. Stay strong, stay vigilant, but most
1: of all, stay calm, stay grounded. And and lots of, lots of prayers, lots of uh, positive thoughts and visualizing this all coming to a halt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's on my daily to-do list. Is is praying, praying for the the people who are most affected, and really just praying for the world uh, right yep. now because we Absolutely. really, really need um, God to intervene. Uh, it's it's a pretty historical time that we're living in. Yes, uh, uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today. Please be sure to share this podcast. Uh, we're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab GabTV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, no longer on YouTube. Please be sure to subscribe to our other platforms, and we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.